the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit forever. Amen. So there's so much we can talk about today. We can talk about humility and, you know, Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. We could talk about the institution of the Eucharist that today at the Last Supper, um, that Jesus gives us his body and blood. He, we could talk about the power of the priesthood and, and uh, you know, how Jesus institutes his priesthood on the Last Supper. So many different things that we could talk about today. But as I just was kind of uh, re- reflecting on, on what to talk about today, kind of one thing that came to me is to, um, to take a look at Judas. Right? Judas. Judas, if Judas, I was thinking if Judas owned a school, it would, he would name it the school of Judas, and his school will have, would have all kinds of teachings. That his school, right, would have all kinds of teachings. And we're students, and we're constantly learning. We're constantly, we're perpetual students. On a daily basis, we're learning. And we take today, this Holy Thursday, to ask ourselves, are we students at the school of Judas, or are we students at the school of Jesus Christ? Because... We can only belong to one school. Jesus is very clear. We can't belong to two masters. I can't follow this teacher and this teacher. So who's our teacher? Is it Judas or is it Jesus? And so what does the school of Judas look like? I was reflecting on. What does his school look like and what does his school, Judas' school, teach? The first thing I was thinking about is that the school of Judas teaches their students that Jesus is only a teacher. He's just a teacher is what their school would teach. If we paid close attention to the gospel after Jesus mentions at the Last Supper that someone is going to betray him, Judas' response is different than the other eleven. The eleven apostles, except Judas, address Jesus as Lord, which means master. That means I am surrendering my life to you. But Judas, on the other hand, he did not call Jesus Lord. He calls him Rabbi, which means teacher. Eleven of the apostles believed that Jesus was Lord, that he was the Savior of their lives. But not Judas. Judas saw Jesus as a teacher. And that's a problem because if we really, today on this Holy Thursday, as we come into this world, that Jesus is so much more than just a teacher. There's a lot of Christians, even non-Christians. We have Hindus, we have uh, Muslims, we have other religions who say that Jesus is just a prophet. He's just a good guy. He's a good teacher. He did miracles. But as Catholics, we say, no, he's so much more than a good guy. He is so much more than a teacher. He is so much more than a prophet. He is God. Amen? Amen? That our Lord Jesus Christ is God. But the school of Judas would say, no, 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 no. He's a teacher. And that's it. Students of Jesus Christ say, no, Jesus, you're more than a good guy. You're more than a teacher. You're Lord. And 11 of the apostles called him Lord. He's the only one who called him. uh, He's the only one who called him just teacher. The school of Judas number two, besides just teaching that Jesus is just a teacher, the school of Judas number two would teach their students to follow Jesus, but follow him from a distance. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. Judas followed Jesus, but only from a distance for three years. He never got too close. And that's what the school of Judas would teach. Get, follow him. Be a follower of Jesus, but don't get too close. Now, as even students, right, we come here and we are followers of Jesus, but some of us are so afraid to get close to Jesus that I want to follow you, Jesus, but kind of at a distance. I don't want to get too close. And the school of Judas says, don't get too close. Because if you get too close, you have to give your life to Jesus. If you get too close, you have to surrender your life to Jesus. If you get too close, you can't be in control of your life. 
And so what happens, we don't get too close. And that's what the school teaches of Judas. Don't get too close. Judas told himself, this Jesus is way too demanding. What he's asking of me is, is crazy. Wash people's feet, lay down my life, change my, my life, repent, change, love your enemy, turn the other cheek. This is crazy. This is insanity. So I'll follow you, Jesus, but at a distance. Because if I get too close, I have to do what you're asking me to do. If I'm a student of Jesus, I forgive. If I'm a student of Jesus and I'm following Jesus close enough, not at a distance, my life starts to change. I have to give up some bad habits. I have to give up some friends. I have to do things differently. So are we students of Judas? Where we just say, I'll follow you, Jesus, but on my terms. I'm not going to get too close. You're too demanding. These commandments are too hard. You're asking me to do things that are impossible, and I don't want to do them. Are we students of Jesus where we just surrender? And we say, Lord, I will follow you so close because when I'm following you so close, then my life changes. You know, it's interesting. Some of the saints said that we're so familiar with Jesus, what his hands look, what his face looks like, his beard, his sacred heart. But do we know what the back of his head looks like? If we were in a crowd of people, we follow Jesus so closely that I know what the back of his head looks like. That's how close I follow Jesus. That's what it means to be a student of Jesus Christ. I know what the back of his head looks like. So besides the school of Judas teaching their students that Jesus is just a teacher, besides teaching that just follow Jesus but at a distance, the third thing they would teach in the school of Judas is that they would teach their students that the Eucharist is just a symbol and not truly the body and blood of Jesus Christ. They'll just teach that it's just a symbol. They would teach their students, don't ever think that the body of Christ, today on this feast day of the institution of the Eucharist, we say that the Eucharist is Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. We really believe that, most of us, some of us, not all of us here. But the school of Judas would really teach people that it's just a symbol. Like you're too smart to believe that is really Jesus. You are too intellectual. You are too rational to believe that a piece of bread is truly Jesus. That's what they would teach. During the Last Supper, Judas took communion even though he took the Eucharist. At the Last Supper, Judas took communion even though his plan was set to sin. That he was going to hand Jesus over. The devil had already entered Judas's heart. So he entered the first Mass, which is the Last Supper, knowing, I'm going to leave this Mass, and I have an agenda, and I'm going to sin. He was the first person in history to receive the Eucharist while having a plan to sin, not willing to change his life and convert, and then carry out his plan after the first Mass, the Last Supper. And that's what they would teach in the school of Judas. That's what they would teach. We have to ask ourselves, are we careless when we come to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist? In the, in the second reading, we heard where St. Paul is saying, examine yourself before approaching the Eucharist. Examine yourself. Don't bring judgment on yourself. Don't approach the Eucharist. If you're not, examine yourself. 
I had somebody come to me recently and say, Father, why at funerals do you tell people that are not Catholic to not receive the Eucharist? And if you are Catholic, why do you say, if you're not in a state of grace, don't approach communion? That's not welcoming. That's not inclusive, Father. We should be in a time of, 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 of allowing people to come and approach the Eucharist. And the Eucharist is not owed to anybody and to everybody. And if we don't believe, we should not receive. Because the Eucharist is a gift from God. And on this institution day of the Eucharist, we look back and we say, am I quickly to approach the altar and I haven't examined myself? Do I miss Mass frequently without an emergency? Oh, I, I still hear people, I, I watch it on TV, Father. And you're here on a day of, that's not an obligation. I know this may not be you. But even as daily Mass goers or weekly Mass goers, on this day of the Eucharist, have I lost my fervor for the Holy Eucharist? Uh, Bishop, uh, Father Perrin and I went out with Bishop uh, for dinner uh, last Sunday, and, and Father Perrin mentioned the story. So if you haven't heard it, it was very beautiful. I forget the details, but something along the lines of Pope John Paul II while he was alive. And he was visiting a, a particular school. So he wanted to make a stop at a particular school in this visit. And, and I think it was a seminary. And they wanted to basically, they had to go and they had to send the guards into the seminary to make sure that there was nobody waiting for the Pope because the Pope can't just walk in unexpectedly. They had to make sure that there was nobody in the actual chapel the, uh, the, if the Pope is going to approach it. So to get it prepared for the Pope to enter, they even brought dogs, security dogs, into the chapel. To, to sniff it out and make sure that nobody was waiting to hurt the Pope. And guess what? As the dogs got near the tabernacle, they started barking because they believed a person was in there. And on this day of the institution of the Eucharist, the school of Judas would say, it's just bread, it's no big deal, it's not really him, he's not really alive. Have we lost our awe for the Holy Eucharist? Because on this day, of the institution of the Eucharist, we're meant to fall back in love with Jesus. We're meant to fall back in love with Jesus. Again, do I present myself to Holy Communion knowing I have serious sin? Do I make every excuse in the book not to go to confession, which rids my soul of serious sin? That's not humility. If Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, the school of Judas would say, you don't need confession. That's proud. That's being prideful. Jesus lowered himself. And the person who confesses their sins is constantly lowering themselves. Also, the school of Judas would teach their, would teach their students that prayer is just a waste of time. We say that prayer is a conversation with God, and conversations require dialogue, speaking, listening. That's what prayer is. And Judas was accustomed to being an intimate friend of Jesus and having privileged access to him for three years. But during the most important week in the lives of both Judas and, and Jesus, Judas dialogued, had a conversation with the chief priest instead of Jesus. That's what the school of Judas would say. Prayer is a waste of time. If prayer is a conversation with God, Judas was having a conversation with the wrong person. Adam and Eve were dialoguing in the garden with the wrong person. And here we are today. That's what the school of Judas would say. Prayer is a waste of time. Prayer doesn't work. If God knows everything, why are you praying? 
And we would say, no. We would say, no, our prayers have the power of the Holy Spirit. My, my prayers can change the world. I'm called to intercede for people. That it is not a waste of time. God he's, hears every single word that comes out of my mouth. It's not falling on deaf ears. My God is alive. He uses the prayer how he wants to use it, not how I wanted to use it. I believe, I believe, I believe. But the school of Judas would say, your prayers haven't worked in the past. You've prayed for people, they died. You didn't get the results you wanted in your schooling. Which voice, which school do we belong to? And finally, the school of Judas would say, don't forgive yourself, live in shame. Judas killed himself. Judas thought his sin was so big that God could not forgive it. And the school of Judas would say, never forgive yourself. Always live in shame. Don't ever think God would forgive you. You're the exception to what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You. And there's people that are sitting here right now, followers of Jesus, mass goers, go to confession on a regular basis, and we believe I'm the exception to the death of Jesus Christ. I am the exception to the mercy of Jesus Christ. Jesus came into this world for everybody else except for me. You're a student of Judas. I fell for that for a long time. We all fall for it. We all fall for it. The school of Judas wants us to be in so much shame, so much discouragement, so much holding on to what we've done in the past that I refuse to forgive myself in hopes of killing myself. That's what they would encourage, and that's what they would promote. And I'm not making light of suicide. I'm not making, no, absolutely not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not being insensitive. But there is a reality of the thought process of what's being taught in the school of Judas. Never forgive yourself. You are the exception. Jesus did that on the cross except for you. So live in shame. That's exactly what he would want. So today, brothers and sisters, there's so many different things that we can look at on this beautiful day of Holy Thursday. And we ask ourselves, seriously, am I a student of Jesus Christ or am I a student of, G of Judas? Amen?